Enjoy this Sam soundbite. And if you would like to hear more, you can find full episodes and more at www.sportsandmore.ca. Let's do a word association with uh, some of your former teammates. And I think, I think you played with most of these guys. I saw, I saw you were on the same roster, and I know uh, in, uh, people change. But Zidane O'Chara, I think you played with him in Kentucky. What would you use uh, word association for Zidane O'Chara? And just beast, just beast. I remember I, I skated with him in the summer in Ottawa and, uh, you know, I got to know him a little bit and I was, I got to know him well enough. I was, we were chatting sticks and stuff like that. And I, I remember this very specific story. I go up, I take his stick, I grab it. I look at it, it curves awful, right? This shaft is huge. It's long, it's heavy. Go to give it a flex. I couldn't even bend it. Right. And I'm like, you know, 250 pounds. And I look at him, I go, Z, what's, uh, what's the flex on this thing? And I'm not kidding. He looks at me like this, like the, like the Terminator, and he goes, unlimited. <laughs> so he, uh, and he's the only guy that ever, like, threw me. I remember I tried to, I drove wide on him one time, and he just literally took his hand and went, boop, like that. And I, like, I flew you know, 255 pounds straight sideways, like, into the, into the boards, you know, back first. And I was just like, whoa, this guy is something else, you know. So he's definitely a uh, beast is the word I would use. No doubt. Jason Strudwick. Struds is uh, just honor. Like he's just, he just like, just exemplified team first and like stick up for his teammates. He's a leader. He, uh, I only had a brief, you know, go with him in Kentucky, but then, you know, had a lot of battles against Struds over the years and obviously got to see the way that he played and just how, how much he was always there for his teammates. So just a, just a leader for sure. And, uh, and just heart, just so much heart and soul. Owen Nolan. Owen Nolan, I would say, is one of the filthiest players I've ever played with. I mean, he he uh, he said to me one time because I was always trying to figure out how you could blend, you know, skill and uh, and intensity, and even like even maybe some violence, right? So I'd be like, oh, like how do you do it, man? Like what do you do? He said, well, he said people don't know if I'm going to toe drag them, run them over. Or beat the beat the piss out of him. He said, "That's how I do it." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough. I guess that's what you got to do." Then, so he he just had it all, man. He uh, he was incredible, and he was he, he always even despite the fact that he was uh, older and so so prominent in the game, and I was you know basically a rookie. He always treated me with such respect, and uh, that went a long way with me. That's beautiful, Vinny Damfus, who was also in San Jose. Vinny's like. He's, he was just classy, so suave, you know, like in it, the way he played, the way he carried himself on and off the ice. And, and I remember I tell people this story all the time, like he, two, two things about Vinny, like he used to get this back in the wood stick days, right? And he'd get his, get his giant, you know, thing of sticks and be like 200 sticks or whatever. And I remember he'd take each one and he'd bend it once and he'd go like this and he had two piles. One pile that had nothing written on him and the other pile just said NFG on the top. And he'd send them all back <laughs> Good. Uh, he had beautiful hands and obviously such great vision. And I can remember at the end of every practice, the trainer would bring him a giant bucket of pucks, like 150 bucks pucks, and he'd dump them at the hash mark right in front of the net. He'd go left, right. He'd pull them to his backhand, and he'd put every single one of them in the roof of the net off of his backhand from the hash mark, like just perfect shots every time. And I remember thinking, well, I got, I got some work to do on my backhand here. No doubt. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, who you played with in Atlanta. Oh, man. I, just so much skill. It's like it was, it was just crazy, right? So I got a chance to play with Ilya early in his career, and, and he, uh, 
Uh, he had so much, you know, like when you get a puppy and he's they, like, they have so much energy that they almost like don't even know how to use it. They're like crashing into stuff. And, right. and he, he like, he was like that. I mean, he was so explosive and wanted to score so much and wanted to be a guy, but maybe didn't at the time understand, you know, uh, how to, how to integrate himself with the team. And he was learning the English language and, and, um, he just, he just had so much raw talent. It was absolutely insane and just could do it all by himself. That's, that's a good analogy. How about Ray Ferraro, who was kind of probably on the opposite end of that uh, Kovalchuk spectrum in the later parts of his career? Well, Ray, you know, right up to the end was, you know, such a warrior. And he played, played with his heart on his sleeve. And, um, you know, I, I think near the end when, when Ray and I got together, I think Ray was, Ray was winding down. And I think there were some parts of the game that he had started to wear on him, you know. So I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, if I got a true, true sense of, like, what Ray was like on the whole, but he was always, he was always like really, really kind to me. We had a, we had a good rapport and uh, he was, he was a good leader for us at, at the time there in Atlanta. Marion Hosa, who I will say is the best junior hockey player I ever saw live. When he was in Portland, I was covering the Brandon Wheat Kings in the final against them. And it was ridiculous. What do you remember about Marion Hosa's uh, your time with him? I mean, for starters, like one of the best people I've ever played with. I mean, Marion is Marion is a salt of the earth, just like just naturally just an amazing human. And on top of that, I would say by far the best all around player I ever played with. I mean, yeah. he, he just so, so smart, so strong. Um, I, he he used to strip guys from behind with one hand. He'd reach. I don't even know how you could be that strong. He would reach from behind you and he'd lift your stick with one hand and steal the puck and go the other way. And he's so quick. Before you could even turn around to go get him, he'd be like ten feet the other direction. I mean, just like, just like two, just head ahead above you know everybody else from that standpoint. He just like he just really understood the game so well, understood how to use his skill set, didn't waste energy, and then outside of that, just like consummate pro. Uh, moving to the Islanders, uh, Rick DiPietro. What do you remember about him? Well, Ricky, Ricky, and I became fast friends there on the island, and uh, you know we were we spent a lot of time together. We were good buds, and I was there with Ricky when he was going through a lot of the injuries and stuff that he was going through. And and uh, another phenomenal talent, like you know, Rick's just a natural athlete, and and uh, he when he was healthy, he was he was insane, like just absolutely incredible. And and uh, it's just really unfortunate all the injuries that he had to endure, you know, and it had such an effect on him and. Um, you know, it was it was it was hard it was hard to watch. You know, and I was there on the on the front lines of it, and certainly Ricky bore the brunt of most of it. It was uh, you know it was uh, definitely didn't get to see all of what what uh, he had to offer. How about Doug Waite? Oh man, Dougie! Uh, I got to play with Dougie and Billy Guerin at the same time. So that <laughs> was like just unbelievable. I mean, but Dougie. Um, other than the other than the fact that we used to rip on him all the time because he, he wore suits that were way too big from like 1985, <laughs> he uh, he was the best guy on the planet though. Like D- Dougie's just unbelievable and just such a great player. And like every great player is a fierce competitor. Dougie was Dougie was so fierce, you know. And and I don't know whether people knew that about Doug, but he he wanted to win as bad as anybody else. And he had a dynamic game that checked every box and. Um, you know, the, the time I got to spend with he and, and, and Billy G and playing cards and stuff like that was some of my favorite, some of my favorite time uh, in the entire game. Like suits too big, like Tom Hanks, when he changes back into a kid in big, too big suits, like what, what do you mean? Like they were just too long or what, or what? He, he wore some, he wore like some pleats, right? And like pleats huh. went away. Yeah. At a okay. Point, but like he, 
and he bought some really expensive pleated suits, right? So, like, God damn it, he wasn't going to throw them out. You know, he's going to wear the pleated suits. And he wore them. We used to give him the gear so bad. They were, like, nice suits, right? They were probably, like, three, $4,000 suits. And he'd be like, buddy, it doesn't really matter that they were three, four grand. I mean, they're, they're, they're no good anymore. You can't wear them. Like, I don't know what you're hiding in there, but you don't need that many pleats. <laughs> That's good. Uh, John Tavares in, uh, in New York as well. Yeah, Johnny was a rookie there uh, when I was with him in New York, and uh, like, like just, just such an incredible raw talent. Again, I mean, a, a guy that just loved the game so much. He was so, so green. Like when we were there, and he had, he had so much to learn. And just to, to watch him now as a, you know, just a, such an incredible, like incredible all around player and so dynamic. I mean, it's, it's obvious that that was the player he was always meant to become and being a captain of one of the, you know, one of the most storied sports franchises is, is a perfect spot for him. And um, he's a, he's a beautiful spirit and he, um, he loves the game as much or more than anybody. He has the nastiest set of hands on almost any player I've ever seen. And he practiced it every day religiously, like a, like a madman. He's just uh, just an incredible talent. Yeah, he, he really is. And, and, and the one thing that keeps coming up with some of these really talented guys is the amount of work they put into it, right? And, and that's, uh, that's true for a lot of guys. And I, and I hear the same thing about uh, Daniel Alfredson, who you played with in, in Ottawa. And, you, know, you talk about leaders. Everybody I've talked to that played with him uh, just uses that word. By, by, far the, by far the best leader I ever played with. Um, maybe by far the most. And I played against Alfie a lot, you know, and, and when I was, you know, in charge with with defending the, the thrashers end and was out against him an awful lot and so hard to play against so strong so dynamic um we used to play this drill at the end of practice where we play keep away with with three guys and it'd be inside the face-off circle and these are like some of the best players you know and i was a good defender you know and and you'd have to get it away from you and you literally couldn't get the puck away from him you know he's just uh, he's a phenom and then you know we have uh you know ping, they have ping pong tournaments every every year there in, in ottawa and uh, in the in the end, uh, Alfie one always plays Alfie two in the finals. And the only distinction is he plays one one is right handed and one is left handed. He's like he's a he's a freak of nature. He's like a two handicap. He's 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 just an abs- he's just an absolute phenom, and he's just the nicest guy too. Like he's uh, he's funny, and he you know likes to have a good time, and he's just like he's just an easygoing character. I mean, he's one, just unbelievable. And then he's just such a great leader and cares for his teammates and his city and. I mean, one of one of the uh, one of the greats of all time for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one of the more skilled players of all time, Alexei Kovalev. What was that like? Um, unbelievable. I I got to spend a lot of time with him too, and he's uh, he is uh, the skill level is is a whole other level, and he, um, you know, he's a he's a wonderful guy too. You know, he's he loves ping pong, and we we love to mess around after practice and stuff like that. He's got a great sense of humor, and um, you know. And got to play against him a lot in his prime too, and and he he's hard to play against. One of the strongest players on his skates you'll ever try to move. His his wrists are about this big around, and he could you know, and some of the stuff that he could do that's just insane. I mean, he could from his knees on the goal line, he could he could wrist shot the puck over the net over the net and the glass at the far end. Um, and and at the end of practice, we you know when we'd be around the center circle stretching, trainers would come out and dump pucks, and Kobe would. He'd go behind the pile of guys stretching, and he'd he'd wrist like this, and he'd he'd shoot the pucks over the pile of guys stretching, and he'd try to put them on top of the net at the far end. He'd get like one out of every two on top of the net, you know, from wow. the from the far blue line, basically, and just like I mean, 
he had more talent in his pinky finger than than most of us had in our entire bodies. So to to be there and be able to witness that and uh, was 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 pretty uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the hands were so magic. Uh, what about Eric Carlson, who was, uh, you know, and is considered one of the best skaters in the NHL? Well, Eric, Eric always joked because we were uh, we were D partners there in Ottawa, and he'd always he'd always call me the old man. Well, at the time <laughs> I was like thirty five years old, whatever. I guess I was an old man, but he uh, he and I had a good rapport, and I've got a couple of cool stories about Eric. So he, uh, you know, he was a uh, he was 165 pounds and I played that year at 265 pounds. So we'll put that in perspective. And, um, you know, we were, we made a nice team because, you know, anybody came anywhere near him and I was right over there. And that year in particular, I was, I was really hammering a lot of guys. So I definitely bought him some space and he, you know, he covered me up if I, if I pinched to make a hit and we made a, we made a nice team, you know, he'd obviously lug the mail a lot and try to make a good first pass since we were, we were a good partner, but I, he was also, you know, incredibly relaxed for a rookie. I remember looking over at him in the second period in Montreal and I looked at him for a second and said, Carl, what's, what's going on? And he had a, he had a big, chew, he had a big chew in his mouth <laughs> during an NHL hockey game. I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? He just looks over at me and starts laughing. He played the second period with a chew in his mouth just because he wanted to. Like he's just a, he's just a unique soul. Does it, does it his way, you know, and, and really doesn't care what anybody thinks about it. He's going to, he's going to do it his way. And uh, clearly it's the right way. It's the right way when you're, when you're winning Norris trophies. That's hilarious. Well, one of, uh, I, I think uh, one of the funnier guys and, uh, you know, more skilled, T. Mussolini in Anaheim. I remember from, uh, you know, his jet days and, and was, was a big fan of him then. Well, I've always been a fan, but what was uh, what was playing the, with T. Mussolini like in Anaheim? Well, I mean, Tim was a living legend, you know, and, and I, at the time, he and, and Saku Koivu and I, we we'd go for dinner together most nights that year, and and we um, we had really good, really good rapport together. And uh, you know, Tame the same thing. It's it's like I can't even believe I got to play with all these guys. And you start bringing them up because I don't think of it this way until they start coming up. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, watch watch him and 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 see the way that he does things, and um, just he just has such an incredible like you almost can't even put a finger on it. He's like a kind of like an enigma, you know he. He, he's he kind of floats and not in the game necessarily but like in his own way and he just does things and he's he's always there and he's available and he's um he's magical and and uh you know just a fierce competitor too like he scores so many timely goals and and just knew where to be and it's almost like he just uh had a had a had a uh a sixth sense you know yeah, no kidding. Uh, he he just seems like he just loved every second of uh, being on the ice. Let's wrap up with two Oilers then. Taylor Hall, first of all. What do you remember about uh, Taylor Hall and your short stint in Edmonton? Well, ta- Taylor and I became good buds. He he um he's a he's a beautiful guy. He, he's got a you know just a heart of gold and so much talent. You know, so fast. I remember just thinking, my goodness, can can anybody really be this fast and this quick and uh, and ferocious like he was completely fearless you know just to to get in there and um just a, just a great dude and I uh, it's been so nice to see him uh evolve as a player and, and get the accolades that he that he deserves so that that's been uh, been really cool to watch and Alish Hemsky Alish is uh he's just, he's just a sweetheart I mean he's he's just uh you know has such a great game he he, he had such great vision and and uh you know he he's just a he's just a great great guy. I, I love spending time with Alice. He was he was one of my favorites of all time. Thanks for listening to this Sam Soundbite. 
If you would like to hear more, you can find full episodes and more at www.sportsandmore.ca.